This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Cox Home Life. Cox helps make your home smarter. And now you can pull up your Home Life cameras on your TV with your Contour voice remote and some simple voice commands. To learn more, visit cox.com slash thisishome. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Simply Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple things we can do to live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world along the way, or at least have fun trying. Are you ready? Let's go! Hello, 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 I'm Polly Campbell, and you are listening to Simply Said. The podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy, and I am feeling it today. I've got it going on today, and I'll tell you why. I bought myself a new pen. I know you're excited. Hold back your excitement for a minute. I got a new project, so as a reward, I bought myself a new pen, and that's how it works around here. I, I think one of the primary reasons I'm a writer is for the office supplies. I have drawers full of journals and notebooks and pens. And instead of a spa day, I'd much rather take a trip to Office Depot. Call me crazy. (laughs) Seriously, I'm not even kidding. (laughs) It's much more than office supplies at Office Depot. And these are also the tools that help me write. I write for a whole lot of reasons. One of them is for the office supplies. But a big one is to find out what I'm thinking. Writing helps me learn. It helps me experience things. It helps me contemplate and process. And it helps me release all the hogwash that can stick to me. All the things that clutter up my consciousness and make me feel stressed or upset. Writing is a way to release some of that or at least to understand it better. Particularly journaling which is what we are going to talk about today. I think journaling can be a little like cleaning out the closet. You know, you have all those old clothes hanging around, those stained hoodies, things from 25 years ago that uh, you'll never wear again, the things that you no longer like, that no longer fit, that are no longer in style. Sounds like my entire closet right now. The things that we no longer use just kind of hang around. They get in our way when we're trying to find, you know, the good sweats or the fancy (laughs) t-shirt. My life has changed since it did when I was uh, wearing the work suits and so forth 25 years ago. But those things get in our way. We have to move them out of the way to get to what we want. And this is how it can be with our thoughts. We have those worries, old ideas, old beliefs, values that aren't even true for us anymore hanging around in our psyche. We cling to them. We hold on to the things that our teachers told us 
30 years ago or something our parents said when we were little. We buy into them and every once in a while they get in our way. They hold us back and they keep us from getting where we need to go. Somebody will say something and trigger a belief and we'll think, oh, you're right. I, I can't read that or I would never be good enough for that job or I'd never fit into that, right? Writing about those things and the moments of our lives can be a way to rid ourselves of that kind of mental clutter and elevate the positive experiences we're having. You know, journaling is super, super popular. And uh, a million years ago when I was, you know, in sixth and seventh and eighth grade, I had one of those brown tiny diaries, we called them then, and it had a little brass lock on it and a key and it was awesome. And I also, I, I could use the key to get into the lock, but I could also pick the lock with a paper clip, which was a huge achievement because at the time I was reading Nancy Drew books and Nancy could get into just about anywhere. So when I was able to pick the lock to my own diary to get in, this was this was quite a thing. And I acknowledge my love for office supplies and picking locks and Nancy Drew does make me a little nerdy, but I'm good with that. As I've grown, I've kept journals on lots of things. I've kept uh, food and exercise journals. Uh, I've kept bullet journals. Um, I've written daily. I've written not at all for months at a time. I want today to talk about several approaches to this and how I think we can use journaling to not only document our lives, but to release the stuff that's getting in the way of our lives. We're not going to get into grammar or sentence structure. Nobody's going to read these things that we write. Nobody's going to judge them. It's just a way to elevate our experience. Research says that journaling helps us gain clarity and self-awareness that helps us understand ourselves a little better. It's a good way of problem solving and creativity. I do this all the time when I'm working on a new writing project. I'll sit down and I'll just do freeform journaling without any rules. It kind of helps me solve some structural issues and see where I want the story to go. Journaling is super important and effective for emotion management. Meaning, if you're freaking out, sit down with a pen and paper. Journaling about traumatic events can help us process them more fully and help us explore and release the emotions that are involved. Research say that journaling engages both hemispheres of the brain. That means the whole brain. In the process of actually writing by hand and thinking through those experiences as we put them on the page, allows the experience to be fully integrated so that we're not trapped by it anymore. We don't see it as, as a trauma that we replay over and over. We're able to see it and move on from it. Highly successful people that have achieved major life goals, they journal for goal achievement. It's a way of working out our processes and thoughts and our plans to overcome obstacles. Journaling can build and improve organization. And when you write about something you're looking forward to, or your best future self, when you visualize your best future self and you write about that, you create more optimism in your life. You feel better and more optimistic. Journaling also enhances well-being, can be a way of practicing gratitude, and eases stress. So this is a pretty simple way to feel better in your life, right? Journaling helps us focus on the areas of our lives that we want to understand. 
um, I even do uh, occasionally pages called proof pages when I feel like I'm out of touch with what's going on and I'm looking to see if I'm moving toward the things I want and I write down the things that provide evidence of that. And here's the deal, when you do take time a few minutes a day to journal, there's a lot of evidence and psychological research that shows journaling decreases the symptoms of asthma, arthritis, and other health conditions. Check out the research by J.M. Smith, S-M-Y-T-H. That's one of the many studies that shows how the symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis can be eased. And uh, our memory and thought cognitive functioning improves. And at this age, I will tell you what, I am doing anything to improve my cognitive functioning before I forget what that is. It strengthens immune response and Expressive writing about a trauma or upset for 20 minutes, even just a few days in a row, is a way of excavating your feelings about what happened. And that diffuses the upset around the event. So this is powerful stuff. You know, these practices we talk about here on Simply Said, I mean it when I say they're practical. For a few minutes a day, taking out a notebook and writing by hand or opening a file on your computer, can ease the kind of stress and self-doubt that holds us back. So give it a try and let me know how it works for you. Let's talk about a few ways to do this, okay? There's a bunch of ways. And I really don't want you to get caught up in the rules around this because if you're like me, I'm always looking for the structure and the rules. And if I feel like I can't do it right, I don't do it at all. And that's not the point. You cannot do this wrong. Nobody's going to read. You're not going to get a grade. So keep it simple. Find a method that works for you and feels good and productive and helpful. And for me, that starts with a nice pen and a nice pad of paper. It might be a file for you on the computer. It might be a legal pad. I don't care. Think about how you like to write. And if you don't like to write, don't worry. You can get by with a sentence a day and still feel these benefits, okay? I've done all forms of journaling. I'm doing kind of a hybrid form right now. It's a mix of different things. I have a moleskin journal that I use really as a bullet journal, meaning I've marked the, the pages I want for myself. It has a, a calendar in there so I can do my daily calendar, see what appointments and, and interviews I have coming up. But it also has places to keep gratitude notes. Um, I do that pretty much every day. And two, it has room if I want to write down a sentence or two about a moment of my day so I remember what I've happened. You could strictly keep a gratitude journal. Find a nice uh, pad of paper and a pen and write down either at the beginning or of the day or at the end of the day and simply write down five things you're grateful for. Challenge yourself to look for a new five things every day. And as you write them down, take about 20 to 30 seconds with, with each event to really feel the emotion that comes from that noticing of goodness. You can keep a diary, and that's simply marking down what you did during the day. It's a recitation of events. Recitation, that's a fancy word for me. Usually, <laughs> I'm usually that. See, cognitive functioning is increasing, I'm sure, just because of the journaling. <laughs> you can keep a future log, and that's where you mark the progress you've made on your goals. You write down your goals, the obstacles you may encounter, and then each day you chart or track the progress you've made and the direction you're headed. A lot of people keep a one-sentence journal, and that's to record one highlight of your day. And this can be interesting. It can be whatever you want. It, it 
challenges you to think back through your day and to really notice what you did and what you felt and then to pick one thing. One thing I've been doing the last year is called Morning Pages, and the artist and writer Julia Cameron talks about this in her book, The Artist's Way. But I do this every morning. I, it's essentially a brain dump. I have a spiral notebook I use. It's, these are pages I'm never going to read. I get up in the morning, I grab my coffee, I go to the couch, and I just write about my past frustrations, ideas about a new project, a parenting screw-up, which is pretty much part of my daily account, things I'm worried about, things I'm thinking about. I drop creative notes down for things that occur to me or that I want to try. Sometimes I just seriously go, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to say, and I write that over and over. The whole goal of morning pages is to keep your hand moving uh, for a set amount of time. You can go for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or five minutes. I, I go for about 15 minutes or about three pages. Find what works for you. I do this first thing in the morning because it helps me free up that mental clutter I was talking about. I can get those concerns and thoughts out so that when I do go to work, I don't have to throw all that stuff out. And honestly, I think the repetition of this habit, I've been doing it for a year every day. It's part of my routine now, like brushing my teeth. And I look forward to it because it frees me up to go forward into my day with a new kind of clarity and peace. Once it's on paper, I'm done with it, right? I, I can process it that way and I'm free from it and in fact I'm like this when I'm writing my books or articles once I get it down I I can let it go and, and sometimes I even have a hard time remembering what I just wrote I have to look back over those pages but it's so powerful for me the most powerful aspect of journaling of any kind is that it challenges us to notice our lives right we forget, we get moving so fast. We have all these big successes and big setbacks and we're busy, busy, busy. And then we fly in from work and need to make dinner and tidy the house and we're tired and wash our face. And seriously, I am even burnt out of brushing my teeth, right? We get so busy and so frantic and so distracted that we forget to notice our lives. And we've got to notice them. This is it. This is the chance we have and journaling is a moment where we slow down and we use that whole brain thing, the left and right, to pull those experiences into our consciousness, to understand our process, to understand ourselves, and to understand the things we're creating in our lives. Now, in the way we're relating to one another and loving one another, when things get messed up or don't, this is a way to notice and to build resilience and confidence and mastery to learn what we're made out of, right? Often I talk to people about their goals, not just what they want to accomplish, but how they want to feel in their lives and in their process. And what always surprises me and I love is when we start talking about it and when they actually step back and notice and get specific about what they say they want, the very thing they are working toward, many of them already have that or aspects of that, right? But we fail to notice with journaling, it can be a way to see what you're creating and identify the holes between where we are now and where we want to be, how we want to feel, what we want to create. Okay, so that's there's a few ways of doing it. Basically, right, is 
to find the way that feels right to you. Are you going to be a gratitude journaler? Are you going to do morning pages and do that brain dump? Are you going to use this to track and, and demonstrate and achieve your goals? Are you going to record in one sentence what you did the day before? Here's how to do it, no matter what form you choose. Get good materials. This is a biggie. I'm not kidding just because I love pens and paper. I use a Moleskine notebook because I like the feeling of the paper. I draw in the calendars myself, kind of like a bullet journal, and then I can customize those pages however I want. No matter what kind of paper I'm using, I always need a journal that will lay flat, one that has thick paper that will hold up to my fountain pen so it doesn't ghost on the pages behind, and one that has room for me to be messy. I don't want anything too nice because then I don't want to mess it up. And I have scribbles and my handwriting is terrible. And a lot of times I can't even read it. Okay. So what kind of journal do you want to keep? And where are you going to do most of your writing? You can buy a college line spiral notebook for 99 cents. Then get a pen that feels good. One that flows over the paper. I use a cheap gel pen or my fountain pen, which is not cheap, but it makes me happy. Um, I don't care. You can use a quill if you want, right? But you want a pen that's not going to capture too much of your attention, one that feels good and one you can write quickly with. Because the whole point of this is just to sit down and get it out. I love the Zebra Gel and Pilot Gel pens. I think materials matter. Because if you're going to do a daily journal practice, this is really an exercise of self-care. It's about feeling good. So pick something that you feel good when you hold. Pick a beautiful book. Pick a beautiful book or paper and pen that feels good. I prefer writing, handwriting my journal because I think it makes a deeper connection between my brain and my body and, and uh, a process that helps me really be aware of what I'm writing. But you can do this on a computer file if you're wired that way. You could even do this through a digital recorder. You could record this on your phone every day and keep an audio journal. The whole point is to step inside your life, take notice of it, and get it out. After you get the materials you feel good using, decide a time and place and do it every day. That's the deal. Decide where you're going to sit down and journal, set a time, and do it every day. Do this for at least a month. Give it a try and see what comes from it. Then start. Lots of people write in a diary in bed or they journal in the evening before they go to sleep. I do my morning pages first thing in the morning on the edge of the couch and it shakes loose the cobwebs and gets rid of that residual crap from the day before. And it primes my writing muscles too. So when I go to work, I'm actually sharper. Now I use my Moleskine journal for my daily activity. I use a hardbacked spiral notebook, quad ruled because I like those little tiny squares and good quality paper to do my morning pages. It's a Maliko notebook that I use for the morning pages, and I use a smaller size. And the reason for that is because I'm not at a desk in the morning when I do my pages. I'm sitting on the couch, and I need one that allows me to bend it back and fit in a smaller space on my lap so I can write easily and quickly. Um, it's all about the paper, and it's all about the coffee and letting it all drop out. I, I don't think about what I'm writing. I just keep my hand moving for that 15 minutes, Okay. So however it's going to work for you, pick your materials, pick your time, pick your space, and do it for a month. Don't worry about the rules. Nobody's going to read it. You don't have to publish this. The only goal is for you to get it out. And at first, it, it may feel like work, especially if you 
don't love writing, right? But trust the process because I promise you, the longer you go, the more sense it will make. It'll help you gain clarity and some peace in your day. And it'll bring great joy when you remember the good events and and the successes from the day before or the things you're looking forward to. Trust me on this. Do it for 30 days and then tweet me at PL Campbell. Let me know how it's going, what you're learning, what you think. So simply start today. Here's what you need to do. Today, decide what you want to accomplish with your journal. What kind of journal are you going to keep? Morning pages, a diary, gratitude, whatever. Then get a journal and a pen you love. Set the time and place. Put your notebook there right now. While you're listening to this podcast, walk wherever and drop your notebook and pen there so it's ready for you tomorrow or tonight when you get started. And start today. That is the Simply Start segment. Let's go. Get your materials today and get going. And that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment. I already told you how much I love good notebooks and pens, and I never leave without them ever. I have a little four-inch notebook with a soft back that goes into my bag or my purse. My bullet journal is a moleskin. That's where I keep my calendar and project notes. But today's Simply Nifty is a loose-term journal. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but I know that the paper lays flat and you can write really quickly and it's very smooth paper and it comes with a band that holds your pages and all my notes that I stick inside and it holds up to the fountain pen and there are a ton of colors and I'm just getting fired up thinking about my loose term journal. Is that how you say it? And a lot of big fancy writers use them and so... I'm thinking maybe if big fancy writers use them and I use them too, someday maybe I'll be a big fancy writer. So there you go. That's the Simply Nifty today. You can find it at paper stores all over the place, bookstores, on Amazon. It's a hardback, medium-sized, loose-term journal. When I was in middle school, I kept all kinds of journals and diaries and like the one where I could, you know, pick the lock. And I had a Peanuts one with Charlie Brown and Snoopy on the front. And in those days, I wrote mostly about my favorite colors and how my parents were annoying me and the cute boys and the songs, eighth grade dreams. And I think those pages really helped me then to define myself. I think I was really figuring out who I was in those pages, declaring myself as I was growing up. I don't think it's so different now with the work I'm doing and the journaling I'm doing now. Except instead of using the pages to find myself, I'm using them to rediscover and remember who I am. In the ups and downs of life, I'm using them as a way to let go of the mental mash and clutter that keeps me from feeling good and keeps me from doing good and living well. And I want to draw into those experiences so that I can keep creating the kind of life I want. And I think journaling is good for this. Simply said, I know journaling is good for our health, our stress, our self-discovery and self-awareness. It's good for our well-being. So give it a go. Pick up your pen and your approach. Pick up a beautiful book or a legal pad, I don't care, and keep it simple. Do what feels comfortable and helpful, and I think you'll find journaling is one more way to feel good, do well, and be happy. That's simply said for today. Thanks for joining me. Tweet me at P.L. Campbell 
or find me on the web at www.imperfectspirituality.com and you can sign up for the How to Live an Awesome Life newsletter right there too and become part of our growing community. Thanks for being here. Have a great week. Live well, do good, and be happy. Tricast.